0: Hey everyone, this is episode three of the Weekly Sports Drop. Enjoy.
1: This is a show about sports and everything in between. From a fan's perspective, it's edgy and unapologetic. We break down what's hot in the world of sports and maybe some of what's not. This is the Weekly Sports Drop with your host, Jazz. Santana.
0: hey what's up everybody welcome to episode three of the weekly sports drop i am your host jazz santana and i am riding solo today i'm flying solo uh got my buddies mike and tony out of town this weekend so it'll just be me and you i mean obviously i have a really 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 cool show uh, for you guys tonight, today, whenever you guys are listening. Um, got a great guest, a great special guest. We're going to go in depth on MMA on the big fight that I don't think is being, um, promoted enough or talked about enough, uh, coming up this weekend, which is, uh, the Cormier Jones part two UFC 214, uh, the big fight, uh, great card as well. And, uh, maybe we can, uh, Propel UFC out of its little funk that it's been on for the past year. So, we're going to talk about that. Um, I'm going to go in depth a little bit, uh, not too much. Maybe we'll review just a little bit about what's going on with Dolphins training camp. Just started today. Uh, So, I'll give you a few notes about that. And then next week, we'll go in depth on uh, breaking down position by position, uh, maybe a little bit of the schedule as well as, um, you know, different players and what's going on with some uh, key position battles. I'll go into it a little bit today, but I definitely want to get uh, with Mike and Tony and kind of talk to you guys a little bit about that. Maybe we'll bring in somebody else with some um, with some knowledge of training camp as well. So all that is going on today and um, let's get ready to go. By the way, guys, don't forget to follow us on social media and also to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search The Weekly Sports Drop. Also, you can search for us on Instagram at The Weekly Sports Drop as well and on Twitter at Sports Drop Jocks. Uh, Check us out there. Follow us there for up to the minute um, information on our podcast and any other news in the sports world. Thank you. Started, folks. Um, we're gonna go straight into Dolphins training camp. Football is back, my friends. Football is back. We're all pretty excited around here uh, with Dolphins training camp coming up. Um, Want to go straight into it, right? Uh, today was the first day they started this morning with training camp. Couple of things that we're gonna be looking at. Definitely Mike Pouncey. He came out to practice today. But he's practicing on the side. So let's be honest. I mean, we're not going to see much of him, I don't think, even in preseason. We may see a couple snaps here and there. Hopefully, he is ready for the start of the season. Um, I want to believe that he's going to be. But who knows anymore with, with Mike Pouncey. I've kind of lost faith in that. Uh, I, I do hope that he is healthy because he definitely is the anchor of that line. Uh, we got a couple of new things going on there with Laramie Tunsil moving over to left tackle. And uh, we got another a new left guard. So it's either going to be Ted Larson or maybe this new kid that we drafted, Matt Aziata. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, I don't even know if his name is Matt Aziata. It's Aziata, uh, kid from Utah. So we'll talk a little bit about that next week. But I definitely want to let you guys know Mike Pouncey is out there. But he's uh, practicing on the sidelines. So another key position battle that maybe we should look at in training camp is the battle at nickel at the nickel cornerback position we got a new veteran signee right altern verner uh who played uh for tampa bay and tennessee and he'll battle with the incumbent bobby mccain i don't know if it's going to be such a a a big battle and i was reading up a little bit on um on chris perkins was uh talking about how gase didn't sign Werner with, with the mentality of him battling it out with Bobby McCain, but it's a strong possibility. I mean, Bobby McCain had his ups and downs last year, so we'll see. Maybe uh, Werner can kind of compete with him, push him a little bit, either make him better or take over the spot himself. So that's uh, that's going on. Also, I think the biggest key, definitely the middle linebacker position. As a surprise to uh, some, it wasn't Raekwon McMillan Mac- that started off there uh, today. It was Mike Hall. He started with the first team. So I don't know how much I would read into that. I think they just, you know, want guys to compete. But at the end, I think McMillan starts. I also like Neville Hewitt. And, you know, I do like Mike Hall. I think Hall and Hewitt create a bit of, um, of depth at the position. Although they did lose Cole Misi for the whole year already. It's a shocker, right? But I thought it was a mistake bringing him back to begin with. I mean, with the linebacker position out there, there were some guys that were available and then some guys that became available now. Uh, one, one, I guess, one specific one that I'm thinking about that me and Mike and Tony really spoke about a lot was was bringing in Zach Brown. I mean, he signed a one-year $2.3 million deal with the Washington Redskins and we're paying, Cole Misi, what, 1.5, 1.6 mil. That money could have easily gone to a guy like Zach Brown um, and really, f- you know, made that linebacker position a lot stronger, uh, a lot more impressive. And then you can bring Raquan McMillan in slowly, right? You got starters like Kiko, Lawrence Timmons, and then you have Zach Brown as well. That would have been pretty damn legit. Uh, As it is right now, we got a couple of people battling it out for that middle linebacker position. But like I said, at the end, I'm thinking that it's going to be Raekwon. So, and another guy, David Harris, who ended up signing with the with the Patriots, great, right? Two years, $5 million deal. That's somebody that maybe we could have brought in also. Uh, now, you know, uh, Macy's hurt. He's out for the year again. He had a really bad injury. It's, it's that neck injury, that the same one that Peyton Manning had. So a lot of people say, okay, so why can't he come back with it and be fine, right? Well, here's the thing. So Manning was trying to avoid getting hit as a quarterback. It's, it's a different position. So Macy is looking to hit something. You know, he's a missile out there. He's just looking to, to drill someone, to knock someone on their ass, as opposed to Manning. So, you know, the, the type of force that he's exerting when he's trying to hit someone, not only that, I mean, he's leading most of the time with his, I hate to say it, but he's leading with his head and his shoulder. That's the way these linebackers go. They go full force and they're going to try to knock someone out. So, as opposed to paint Manning. So, that's why I think it's a different position. So, I don't know if he's healed properly. Obviously, he's not. Um, you know, another thing is, you know, is, are the doctors to blame for that? I mean, did they really evaluate him properly? Or is this kind of just one of those things where, you know, we thought he was going to be healthy. He says he's going to be healthy. He looks good. And uh, we're going to go from there. We're going to give it a try. And then, obviously, it doesn't pan out. So... It reminds me a little bit about uh, reminds me a little bit of um, the Drew Brees Dante Culpepper situation. Except we really didn't have a backup legit linebacker to really sign. I mean, we were looking at a few different guys, but you know, it's a little similar to that. So we'll see what's going on with that. And I know what a lot of people want to talk about is definitely Ryan Tannehill. So apparently, he looks good. He came out. He played well, you know, he practiced well today, he's got a knee brace on, but apparently from what they say, uh, Chris, Chris Perkins is, is, is reporting that, you know, one area that doesn't seem to be any concern, according to Adam Gase, is um, Ryan Tannehill's left knee. So Tannehill, you know, obviously he missed the last three regular season games and the wildcard playoff game uh, with the uh, sprained ligaments in his knee. But he went through the offseason with a brace on the knee and had no issues. So, again, Gase referred to Tannehill's offseason performance uh, when he asked about the knee. And I quote, he looked good to me, is what Gase said. Uh, he runs around and throws the ball. He's fine. Uh, quote, unquote. So, um, and that's coming from Chris Perkins from the Sun Sentinel. So, you know, apparently he looks good. Apparently he's fine. He's healthy. We'll see, right? When he takes the first his first hit on that knee, how he's gonna react to it? Is he gonna get up? Uh, is he gonna lose a little bit of that mobility that he has? That kind of makes him that dual threat quarterback per se. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, but I'm excited to see that he's healthy. Uh, I think he's got a good year coming up now, and we'll definitely go over that. We'll go like I said. We'll go position by position uh, next next week. We'll kind of evaluate the Miami Dolphins. Talk a little bit more about training camp as well. Some other teams that are out there. Um, And then maybe go into some preseason football. And, uh... And we'll see. I mean, Dolphins training camp, it's exciting. Uh, I'm going to try to be out there this weekend to kind of see the team on Saturday morning. We'll see if I can make it out there. Uh, but we'll definitely have some updates for you on that. And I look forward to talking to you guys a little bit more about that with Mike and Tony. They'll bring in their uh, their two cents. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. So stay tuned on that. Um, and I think I would say, you know, what's going to be the most intriguing thing to keep an eye on this training camp? As it is right now, I'm going to go with the linebacker battle. Again, the middle linebacker battle. So we'll see how that goes. Coming up next, I have a really, really special interview that um, uh, that I want to you know, present to you guys that I want you guys to enjoy. It's, it's all MMA. So if you guys are MMA enthusiasts, if you love MMA, if you're really going to love this interview. So stay tuned, listen, and enjoy this one. I'm living hey, in hey, a 21st hey, century hey, Doing something hey, mean to it hey, Do it better hey, than anybody hey, ever hey, seen Do it hey, scream hey, from hey, the haters hey, Got
1: a nice hey, ring to it hey, I guess hey, every superhero hey, Need his theme music, hey, 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 his theme music. Hey, No one oh, man to have all
0: We are back, and here it is, ladies and gentlemen, the interview that you guys have been been waiting for. I've been waiting for this one. It's a great one. It's all things MMA and boxing. Here we go. So you can find him producing the uh, morning show on 790 The Ticket with Zasla, Romberg, and Amber from 530 to 9 a.m. He's also back on from 1 to 3 with Leroy and Beast. And on Sunday morning, he has a uh, show from 10 to 11, Fighters Fury, where he goes in-depth on all things MMA and boxing. And obviously, how can I forget, he was voted the best radio personality by the Miami New Times. Uh, talking about my buddy, Brendan Tobin. How you doing, man?
1: Thank you, Jazz. I appreciate you saying all of radio, too, because <laughs> I feel like I feel like I get short-sighted a lot on that award that it was just AM. It was all of radio.
0: Well, you know, at first I was like, is it AM or is it all of radio? All. So that's pretty big time, all. man. Especially that's from right. From the Miami New Times, my, uh, my old stomping ground. So, cool, man. Thanks for coming on. I of appreciate it. Of course, man.
1: It. Looking forward to it.
0: Definitely wanted to start off uh, talking about, of course, UFC uh 214-214, Cormier mm-hmm. versus Jones Part 2. Uh, finally, unless any, anything else crazy happens, and I won't count it out, I won't rule it out, that's for sure, so um, you know, you can watch it live on Pay-Per-View this Saturday, July 29th. Uh, um, I am a big fan of Jones. I'm excited to finally see him back in the Octagon. Me too. Um, you know, it's a long awaited rematch from UFC 182 with uh, with uh, Cormier back in 2015, so you have, you're excited about this fight, huh?
1: I'm super excited about it, man. Um, I think the thing that's really cool is that we get to see these guys finally in there. But I think one of the things that is big for this is it hasn't been a great year for the UFC. It's been kind of crappy. I can tell you that as somebody who follows the sport very closely, that this has been a year where a lot of fights have been canceled. There's been a lot of weight cutting issues. There's been drug test issues. There's been a lot of things that have caused us to not get fights that we want as fans. And, you know it's also been a big thing because McGregor's kind of out of the sport this year you know he's been in the headlines obviously with the mayweather mcgregor but just if you're a pure ufc fan if you're a pure mixed martial arts fan i mean there really hasn't been much as far as hype i mean i think back to like probably the most hype we were for fight this year was uh maybe tony ferguson against khabib khabib ends up missing weight we don't get that fight and you know there's there's it's just been it's just been a lot of juice, lack. you know we were supposed to get uh, the the return of George Saint Pierre right. that keeps getting right. delayed. So the fact that we are just days out of getting this fight, and hopefully nothing goes wrong, you know there's still a, I guess there's still a chance Usada there's can pop somebody. I think I think this was the day this time last year uh, where I think, the, I think three days out was when Jones got the test of Usada. Um, so the fact that we're getting this fight is really cool. And I think one of the big things for the UFC is to have Jones back because they are supremely lacking in star power. He's the best guy to ever do it, Absolutely. and the fact that he's going to be in the octagon against a heated rival, against a guy that he he did beat the first time. Um, but I think I think Daniel has been a very dominant champion. Um, the fans haven't embraced him, I think, the way he thinks they should, but for whatever the reason he doesn't have the fanfare i think the biggest of them all is he's wearing a belt around his waist and it's it's without beating this guy he got that because of john struve beat someone
0: for it right right, right. and
1: those are that's not dc's fault john's no. the one who screwed up john made a john has made a heap of mistakes you know not a great not a great uh decision maker off or out of the cage um well, but inside the inside the cage monster and yeah, and, and maybe um, the best to ever do it
0: that's definitely something I want to talk about. I mean, aside from the McGregor, I mean, has this fight maybe lost its appeal a little bit because of the whole McGregor Mayweather thing kinda of taken away from it a little bit?
1: I think there's certainly something to that. Um, you know, that you don't have the same type of buzz it probably should because everything else seems a step below because of how right. much was put into Mayweather McGregor, especially since we just had the world tour and we were hammered over the head with it. Right. Um but so so will that will it hurt it business wise? It might especially the fact that if you are let's just let's just talk about the the regular fan all right if you know you're getting mayweather mcgregor it's 100 bucks it's nearly twice what you pay for pay-per-view every single time yeah you know that's right so if you are if you are a fan um and you have to make that tough choice of are you going to buy this fight or not you know i could see that being a reason why some people are going to waver on that
0: What's the price tag on this fight on this pay per view?
1: I think it, usually these go for like sixty bucks. Sixty bucks, yeah, that's sixty bucks saying. for HD. If you are if you are a cheap ass and you get uh and you get the, <laughs> the standard, you uh, get ten bucks less, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Money. I don't know if anybody does that, but um, I think it's sixty bucks. Maybe it's seventy, but I am pretty. I think most UFCs go for sixty. I don't, I don't buy a lot of UFCs. I typically go to a bar because I have to watch all of them, right? So I have. Yeah, I have this routine. I go a nice chunk of
0: change doing that.
1: Thing. Yeah, I have a I have a bar I go to regularly that I go watch most of them. Um, I think the last, the, actually the only, the pay-per-views I've bought this year, I bought, uh, when I buy a pay-per-view, it's actually, it's it's usually in a reverse order. Like, I usually buy the pay-per-views I know won't be at bars because I don't really have another way to go get well, them. That makes sense. Yeah, um, sure. Like, I bought the Bellator pay-per-view this year. Right. Because I was like, who the hell is going to have yeah, that? No, that's not and I count. bought uh Kovalev Ward 1 uh because nobody had that i called around i was like i gotta see this fight and both of them did terribly box office wise so they're they're welcome
0: (laughs) um i mean okay let's go back a little bit to john jones right Mm -hmm. uh he's had a little bit of a history as you alluded to earlier with some misconduct right drugs alcohol hit and run fleeing the scene the subsequent suspension and the title stripping you also talked about you know it's been a while so you've talked about cormier being the champ uh he has defended the title a couple times with some pretty good fights and pretty good matchups, right? Yeah. Um is John is is John Jones ready to fight and get that belt back?
1: I think so. Um, you know, a lot of people were troubled by his performance against Ovin St. Pru his last time out. Uh I think a lot of it is overmade. I mean, he did break Ovin St. Pru's arm in that fight, um, but he didn't he didn't look like the same John Jones. However, it's a completely different fighter. I mean, I think that has to be over that, that can't be overlooked. You know, John, these guys were supposed to fight that one was actually dc pulling out with a late injury so they go with ovin st Preux, um and he's 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 got an athletic body he's a striker and you know john john is hittable and 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 those guys i won't say they give him trouble but they're definitely not they're not ha- they haven't been his most dominant performance if you can ma- if you can match john's you know his biggest advantage is his size his right. size is reach and so if reach you can match right, that right. up if you're in any kind of range at all and you can stifle that a little bit, you'll make him uncomfortable. I mean, we saw that with his fight with Alexander Gustafson. Um, You know, one of the best fights you'll ever see. A lot of people thought he lost that fight, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I thought it was one of his finest fights. Um, You know, I'm always impressed with the guys who are down, especially champions, and they can rally up. You know, I think to to Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald. Um, And I didn't even think he was losing that fight, but it turned out he was. He was down 3-1 and ended up, stopping uh, Roy mcdonald in the fifth round that was you know with john he was for sure down and needed to rally to be Gustafson. both of them were very very damaged after the fight they took a lot of punishment um and i'm, I'm sure if john wins this fight uh a lot of fans would want to see that again because gustafson has looked like a monster um his last couple times out
0: so going into that what what does each fighter need to do to win this fight what do you think
1: um i would say for john you know, if he's going to do anything, I think he he's going to want to try. I think he, he let DC kind of uh, get into the pocket a little bit too much when DC was having success. You know, he's kind of right in John's kitchen. Um, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, DC has to, goes into most fights and he is the best wrestler. And he's got Olympic pedigree. And that's not something that is ever really taken away. His last fight, John took him down as the fight went on really at will and because uh because of that it's a it's a fact that where does dc go from there can he finish him with strikes it's not really dc style um but he did get he did have success early on in that fight getting hands on john jones does he have to pull the trigger a little bit more you know it took him a while to get going it took him a while to get going in that first fight uh that first round rather and so if he's in his kitchen a little bit more, if he lets go a little bit more, can he get him something that really hurts John Jones, gets him to nose, makes him more tentative? I think he has to. Um, you know John had a lot of success with the kicks in that fight uh, and that's that's obviously gonna be such a such a deterrent of, of getting DC inside. Um, and then for John, I don't think the recipe has to change much. I think the thing that's gonna be fascinating with these guys, I think they both are talking a big game going into this. And so it'd be interesting if both of them are gonna kinda go for broke and see if, if somebody will push to try and, and get that finish, really maybe even risk a little bit more. I think is really the guy who has to do that if he wants to win. If he has to, if he wants to win, I think he has to finish John Jones. I don't see right. a scenario where DC can out outpoint John Jones for five rounds. I mean nobody does that. And, we're probably
0: thinking submission as opposed to KO though, right? Probably i mean we'll out.
1: see i mean he's he's not a guy he, he you know he doesn't have weak hands i mean he's he's finished guys before it's not what he does typically and if he does if he does get into a situation where he does get a takedown on john and he and he can unleash some elbows or or get those short uppercuts in the range you know you never know i mean the it's a grown man with four ounce gloves on and dc's not a small man no, so no, you not. can't you can't completely take it away that if he catches john with with something that you know, he, he could really hurt him and and swing the fight. Nice. But I don't think that's going to happen. I I, I just, I think for the most part, when you look at fights, it's very rare to, to see a fight and especially getting to see five rounds and it has a different outcome the next time. And it can either be good or bad. Like there's a, the co-main on this card, Tyron Woodley versus uh, Damian Maya. his, two fights against the wonder boy thompson very similar because that's just how they match up uh in bellator ryan bader versus phil davis they've had two fights they were not either one of them was very good they're just very awkward matches for each other and some guys match up perfectly in boxing manny pacquiao against Juan Manuel marquez every fight they have is going to be epic epically close it's yeah, just yeah. how the styles match up so a lot of the times when you see something it's very rare especially when we get the scope of a full fight that it's going to be any different. Sometimes if it's a case where a guy gets finished quick, like Junior Dos Santos knocking out Cain Velasquez, well, then something can be different because Cain, I mean, it ended so quickly. Could Cain, uh, you know, get, get get his hands on him, wrestle uh, Dos Santos some more and just avoid that one big shot? And he did. And then, and then we ended up seeing the results over three fights. That's, that's probably the more likely outcome of those guys fighting each other the majority of the time. Uh, Jose Aldo versus Conor McGregor last thirteen seconds. Right, you know a lot of so people. At any won.
0: point, yeah, you can land a, a yeah, big you, shot. And you not can land a big
1: shot, and, and would there be a point where, uh, where it, jo- you know, Jose was able to unleash his kicks a little bit more and, and inflict more punishment on Conor? Maybe. Could have been
0: a maybe, story, yeah.
1: But um, but normally in those scenarios, you can get a different outcome if there's a quick finish. But if it's if it, it, usually a case like this where we see a twenty five minute fight, not even a three round fight, a five round fight. Mean something drastic, I think, has to happen for DC early on in the fight to make it see to 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 really swing what's going to happen.
0: Now, we talked about this a little er a little bit earlier about how the UFC has had a bad year, right? I mean, it's been it's been a down year for the UFC. Um, Spoke a little bit about that, but I like this card. Uh, You spoke a little bit about Woodley and Damian Maya, but we've also got Cyborg and Tony Avenger, right? Yep. And of course, Robbie Law, uh, Robbie Lawler against uh, Donald Cerrone. So, Maybe
1: my favorite fight of the year. I
0: mean, he could put himself in a position to face the winner of the Woodley Maya for the welterweight championship, right? Robbie, yeah. Um, with this win, I mean, if he wins,
1: if Robbie wins, because because if Maya wins, right. I could see that happening. If if okay. Woodley keeps the belt and Robbie beats Donald Cerrone, I would have a hard time imagining because Tyron pretty recently had a devastating win over Robbie. And this is the first fight Robbie's had since okay. that fight. If you're talking a case where if Robbie put a resume together, let's say he bounced right back and this would be his third win in a row. Yeah. I'd say you'd have a hard time. And then we'd go back to our scenario of, okay, these guys get into a, a longer altercation. because something different happen? Right. I think it'd be a little too soon for Robbie. Um, and you could probably even make the case that Tyron, He's defended successfully, even though he has a draw in there, three straight times. You can make a case if Maya beats him, if it's a good fight, that they may rematch. But the big prize at the end of the rainbow, it's a mystery, is if Woodley wins, will he get to face George St. Pierre? Now, I'm starting to get, like, we're all, as as MMA fans, kind of getting skeptical, is GSP going to come back? I don't know. We've been
0: talking about it for quite a while now,
1: right? Yeah, man. Like, we were supposed to get it in July you know he was supposed to fight bisbing and then we were going to get it at madison square garden supposedly against bisbing so now apparently though? apparently bisbing is uh out of the wind out of the picture i don't know man like the rumors are that uh gsp's got apparently some kind of an eye issue and that his medicals are, are a little bit messed up at this time and so because of that they're uh he's he, he's a guy he's not going to make the return if it's not going to be absolutely perfect you know right. he's a he's a strange cat he's very obsessive he's got he's got some ocd in him and if it's not everything perfectly to a T to how he wants it, um, then he's going to just put it it's off. Going you know, to de-
0: the right, the right he, also right the right
1: fight. Yeah, and he doesn't need the money. Like you know, George Saint Pierre is a god in Canada. He's done very well for himself. He's been in movies. Right. Um, he doesn't. He's not one of these guys that really is desperate for the fight. So that is something that I think frustrates Dana White because kind of when you don't let his pans go accordingly, then he punishes mm-hmm. you by saying, well, now you're not going to fight Bismick. Yeah, It's Dana for you. Um, sure. But you know, I, I it would be really great if we, I think Ty, Tyron Woodley versus GSP is a fun fight. Uh, I would, I would definitely like to see that. I think, you know, Tyron's he's not a young guy. He's 35, but, but I think that explodes. He, he's got a kind of a, he's got a lot of new style to him. He's very well-rounded. And I think that'd be a really fun matchup.
0: But he got winning all these fights, at least the main card, right? Some of the top
1: fights. I got, um, I got I, Robbie Lawler versus Don Cerrone is like such a toss up to me, you know, just because Robbie's last fight, we saw him get flatline. He's been in maybe more wars than anybody in the UFC five round wars. I mean, just, just crazy punishment. He's had some turmoil. Like he trains locally down here at ATT and then he left camp after, losing the woodley fight and he was kind he was kind of the poster boy for For att ATT. like he was i think att's first ufc champion um and the fact that he's now left them and there was some turmoil there i haven't even gotten really good details on what happened there like i I, you know a a lot of his friends are tight-lipped on it nobody's really uh nobody's really explaining what went down i mean i imagine if somebody leaves there it's either Maybe he thought it was too crowded. He wasn't getting the attention that he was. Or maybe it was a financial thing. A lot of the times these gyms have a financial investment to the guy. And there's a dispute there. I don't think he left South Florida. But I don't think he's really at a at a, uh, a permanent gym. I think he's just, he's he just bouncing went, around. I think he kind of just know. went and did his own thing. Like Vitor Belfort did that oh. for a while. Like after Vitor Belfort left the Black Sillians, he kind of just opened up his own thing and just brought in coaches. I don't know if Robbie did that. I'm not sure. Um, and then with Cowboy, I mean, you don't know what you're going to get if you're gonna get good cowboy he's certainly good enough to beat robbie lawler um i'm gonna go with robbie winning the fight um just simply because i think i think i like his consistency a little bit more it's not like i think you know robbie made a lot of technical decisions he just he got he got bull rushed by tyron and well I'm going to, i'm gonna believe that he can bounce back from that you know Donald, it's uh, it's a little bit more of a coin flip. Yeah, he can go on serious monster runs, but then he can also go on bad runs too. And and he's also a little bit when he has a big break between fights, he's always not great. Like he's a guy who likes to stay active, and sometimes it costs him, like it did like it did against Masvidal. But for the most part, an active cowboy is a better cowboy. Gotcha. So I'm gonna go with Robbie, very hesitantly, uh, in that fight. Uh, but I do think it's gonna be ending and finish. I don't think that those guys are gonna go the distance. Yeah.
0: I don't know too much about. Uh, this Tanya Avenger uh, lady. I mean, obviously everybody knows Cyborg, right? Yeah,
1: I don't know much about her either, man. She's the Invicta champion. That's kind of like the women's, uh, it's the women's fight. I'm sorry, I keep having this uh okay. thing on, but uh, she she was the Invicta, which is like the women's MMA league. Okay. Uh, below UFC. Right. And she is getting called up, kind of in a pinch hit situation. She was, uh, there was Cyborg was supposed to fight Megan Anderson, okay. who was the 145 champion. So Tanya's coming up in wait for this fight. Cyborg's obviously a monster. This division was made for her. I mean, she is meant to be the star of it, so they're kind of putting this out on a silver platter for her. Right. And the weird thing about this division is this already ha- they already had a champion, Jermaine Durandamy. She beat Holly Holm for the initial title. Okay. And th- then Jermaine Durandamy said, I don't want to fight Cyborg. She says, Cyborg's a cheat. I don't believe she should have the championship opportunity. And I'm going back to 145, uh, 135. So the UFC stripped her. And they like, of course, all right. So true. we have a new... We'll, we'll have uh, in, in two matches, we will have our second 145-pound uh, champion. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to go with Cyborg to win it. I mean, that's no knock on Tanya Evinger. I'm just... I'm kind of going on that with the blind of, hey, she's coming up in weight. And Cyborg has... I've uh, been running rough shot on people for a while, so I have no reason to believe yeah, she's not gonna do anything different. I mean, I
0: don't know Evangel, but I don't see Cyborg losing the fight either. So
1: um and then as far as the co main event goes, uh Woodley versus Maya, man, it's another tough matchup. I I I'm leaning Maya, but I would say this to anybody who's listening to you. I think I've picked against Woodley. If not for the last three fights, two out of the last three fights for sure. <laughs> and he's he hasn't lost. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's on a bit of a run right now. Um, so you're not changing that. You're going to pick Maya just in I'm case. I'm going to stick with Maya because that's, I, we even had Tyron on, on our show this week. And, and, uh, I, 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 I would like, and this is no knock on Maya. My Maya's been around forever and he's, he's almost kind of getting over with the fans, even though he says nothing, um, just because, you know, people, he's, he's, he's a throwback. He's pure. Everybody knows he's going to go in there. He's going to try and submit you. Um, and with Woodley, you know, it, he's 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 had this thing where he's had a, a bit of a battle with the UFC, but it's kind of he, he's 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 uh you he, he kind of like it, you kind of like that he has that chip on his shoulder. He's he's multifaceted. He's a great personality to have. I really think that Tyron Woodley, um, I think Tyron Woodley could be a, a really good star for the UFC. So there's part of me that's really rooting for him to win, but you know, he's not he's he's a very athletic uh body he's very muscular some people had questions of his cardio early on but now he's gone through back-to-back five-round fights but he is i think he's like five eight five nine Maya's a big 170 he came back he was originally a middleweight the guy who beat shale sonnen um so he's a big dude he's going up against yeah, and it's
0: a tough fight for Willie.
1: yeah Definitely. i mean he's gonna yeah. he's gonna try and get on your back and he's going to try and choke you out and so you know i i could Woodley rock him with something? Yeah, maybe. Buddy's rock. He's gonna have to rock a bigger guy, and it's that's that's a tough ask. But you know, Woodley is. Woodley, I, I didn't think. I think didn't think he had a shot against Robbie Lawler. Um. I and, and I thought the way Wonderboy was going, I thought he was gonna beat him. I mean, he has. He's gone through these. I think as and I mean, he might have even been betting underdogs in all these. Um. And he's and he's prevailed. So there is something to be said for that. Uh, um. So I, I would like to see Woodley retain. But I'm I'm gonna stick with my pick of Maya. All right,
0: fair enough, fair enough. And obviously, the main event. I mean,
1: I I think that I think this is going to be a great. fight. This is gonna be fun. I think yeah, it's gonna be a great fun. fight. I don't think I I don't think it's gonna be the blowout uh, that it was. Just because I think DC is going to come out like a bat out of hell in this fight. So I think early on we are going to see John have to kind of weather the storm. I think he's gonna try and take advantage. Of John being inactive and dealing with that ring rust, right. but the problem with it is with DC. You know, he hasn't. He physically hasn't been looking great going into his last few fights. John, I saw him at the uh, the press conference the other day. They don't normally do this, but for whatever reason, he took his shirt off, <laughs> and he looks incredible physically. Um, you know, in in uh, in great shape. And he's he's still only 30 years old. You know, DC's getting up there and really yeah. really didn't make weight for his last fight. Like, he cheated to make weight his last fight. No kidding. Um, you know, it, he should be better off now because it's California and they make you do incremental weigh-ins. So you got to think he's probably better on weight than he was for his last fight against um, Rumble Johnson. However, he looked like crap against Rumble Johnson on the scales and he dominated Rumble Johnson. Right. Now, you can question Rumble Johnson's um, strategy in that fight, trying to out wrestle Daniel Cormier when he got that monster right hand, but it is what it is. I mean, Daniel Cormier was able to to handle him quite easily, you know. But I, I, the question is is Daniel is Daniel going to be able to do enough damage to John Jones where he is going to be able to swing the fight so significantly in his favor? And I mean, I, we've say what you want about John Jones on that record and in this journey, he's been through a lot of adversity in that octagon. I mean, he had a juiced to the gills, Vitor Balfour, on his arm, like a dog on a pork chop. And he was near having his arm snapped off, came back, finished, finished that guy. You know, he's 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 been in there with battered eyes, busted feet, and he comes out on top. Like so whatever you want to say about John Jones as far as how he acts outside of the cage, I don't think we've seen anybody better inside the cage. I don't think we've seen a guy um, with his skill set, with his size, with his dynamic movement, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if we've seen a champion with with better heart. I feel like he's taking this fight a little more seriously.
0: Also, I mean, he yeah. hasn't been on social media as much. Maybe um, not. The, the, I don't know if that plays into anything, but maybe he's taking it a little more serious this time.
1: Perhaps. I mean, listen, I gotta imagine he's doing less cocaine. Let's just throw <laughs> yeah. that out there. He's got to be doing yeah. l- less cocaine. Maybe I would not. Hope so. Um, maybe, <laughs> but Hey, you know, that doesn't always work for everybody. Like i tell you what, Manny Pacquiao, who's one of my favorite, one of my favorite boxers. He, when he went Holy, Holy roller, full Bible, wasn't the same fighter. Like when huh? he cleaned up his life and it wasn't about the gambling, the women, the blowing through the money, the infidelity, I got to imagine there was probably drug and drugs and parties that were going on. If you're Manny believing Pacquiao, right? He wasn't the same in the ring. Like, he was a nicer a guy. Lot of people, right? Tiger Woods, same thing, right? Once he kept yeah, cheating on his wife. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, I mean, Tiger also had a busted back. I mean, he's, I don't know if Tiger well, Woods... Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, go figure how he's got that uh, golfing. I don't know. But, you know, mm-hmm. apparently Leroy tells me, oh, golfers and their torque. I'm like, all right, yeah. if you say so. Um. So, yeah, I don't know if that always does benefit if a guy isn't you know if he doesn't have that edge to him if he doesn't have kind of that you know putting his body to the brink um you know i think a little bit too much is made of that oh he's super healthy like you know a perfect example of it um johnny hendrix johnny Hendricks every time i talk to i had to stop I've, I've talked to johnny hendrix probably three times every time i do he's talking about how he's got the cleanest diet he's never been healthier he's got this thing figured out he always misses weight he hasn't been the same guy you know, he's not just Johnny Hendrick with the love handles and the powerful left hand. Like, j- just because they say they're following uh, a, a stricter a stricter diet or a stricter code doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna get better results. Like you'll know ne- when are you ever gonna hear a fighter say, you know what? I'm just not in the shape that I was this fight. They're that's always true. in the best that's shape. It's true. true. So I don't know. I don't think that's the factor. I think the factor is I think he's just a better fighter. I think John Jones is a better fighter. I think he's the best UFC fighter we've ever seen. And DC is Getting older, he hasn't been in better shape, and I don't think he's learned a hell of a lot of new tricks. But this is this is mixed martial arts, man. It's we'll unforgiving. See. It's it's unforgiving. We never know.
0: It should be fun. It should be fun. it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, thanks again, Tobin. I appreciate you coming no, on the show. Thank you for having me, man. Anytime. Dropping some uh, MMA knowledge on us. Um, again, you can catch him on 790 the Take It in the Morning Show from 5:30 to nine. Uh, then again from one to three with Leroy and Beast every Sunday morning on Fighters Fury from 10 to 11. That's a pretty damn cool show. So
1: Thank you, buddy. I that. appreciate it.
0: No, you got a podcast also. Maybe you want to uh, drop in do I have some stuff. Do you have anything on the podcast? You, really right? you can get anything all on, on the, if you, you can go gotcha. get my
1: shows via podcast. Like if you look up Fighters Fury on iTunes, you will find it. If you look up Tobin, Leroy, and Beast on iTunes, you will find it. If you look up Zazzle, Roms, and Amber, I do a lot of the uh, the bits. I'm on that show a ton. Uh, you guys can find that all. If you look up 790 The Ticket on iTunes, you can find all that stuff or go to theticketmiami.com um and yeah man this was fun i love uh, i love the fact that you're jumping into this and uh very good for you man good i'm glad you're uh you're you're about doing it not just about saying it that's no, very I, cool
0: i appreciate that man let's definitely do this again soon uh maybe we can talk uh mayweather mcgregor a little whatever bit you want on.
1: man i'm here for you brendan tobin everyone all right jazz
0: some good stuff there from my friend brendan tobin really want to thank him for coming on the show uh everybody that's a wrap I really want to thank you guys for listening in again this week. Next week, Dolphins training camp, a little bit of NFL training camp. Uh, we'll definitely go into depth on that. Some position battles, and we'll go position by position see what their strong what their strong suits are and what their weaknesses are as as well. So. Stay tuned for that. Um, Don't forget, again, to follow us on Instagram at uh, just search the Weekly Sports Drop. You'll be able to find us like that. Also on Twitter at Sports Drop Jocks. And uh, again, please support and subscribe to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. You can find us on the iTunes store or on SoundCloud. You can search the Weekly Sports Drop. You'll be able to find us there. Once again, uh, for my, my, uh, my guest, Brendan Tobin, and myself, I am Jazz Santana. Hope you guys have a great day, a great night. Thanks for listening again. Peace. <laughs>